This is the MDRT Podcast. How do you go beyond basic referrals and ensure you're making connections with the right people? During a Zoom conversation in August 2021, Bill Cates, Annapolis, Maryland. Tristan Harty, Chester, United Kingdom. Shared how refining your process and establishing reciprocity can elevate who you meet and how you meet them. The distinction or definition of different terms, referral, introduction, recommendation, right? So most people, if you took a a course in psychology somewhere along the line, you you learn about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It starts with food, shelter. So for me, the lowest level would be leads that one produces through however you produce leads. And usually leads are, they vary in quality quite a bit. Some people don't even remember they filled something out, et cetera. Then the next would be word of mouth. Word of mouth is good. It's important. We should all be getting word of mouth. Word of mouth, when people are talking about us, that's kind of a barometer that we're referable because people are willing to talk about, but it's not usually enough. It's not usually always the right type of people that depend on. So then the next thing would be the recommendation. Now, recommendation is good because people have said, talk to George, talk to Tristan, talk to Laura. It'll be worth the time. And that's good. The referral to me is, you know, a lot of people call it refer lead. It's kind of call George, use my name. Well, George doesn't pick up his phone anymore. He doesn't know who you are. Why is my friend giving my name out to this guy? Right. So really, we need to think in terms of introductions. So even though we're using the word referrals a lot, let's when we're with a prospect, with a client, with a center of influence, we really need to use the word introduction. Let's talk about how you introduced me to Bob and Laura, because we got to get connected. If we don't get connected, then a good chance they'll ignore us. We'll call them. We'll send emails. You know, they don't know who we are. We can get connected, introduced in person. We can get connected and introduced in Zoom. It could be an email introduction, a lot of different ways, but we got to make sure we're not done if we haven't gotten introduced in some way. So Tristan, I don't know what you think about that or if you have other stories around referrals and introductions, but that's my thing. I completely agree. And actually, if I sort of go with one of the tools that we use, what I created, which helped for our MDRT members sort of basically take me from being qualifying member to a top of the table member. Mm. And it had a lot of the stuff to do with the introductions. So I was getting introductions, but they weren't to the right people. So what I did was I created a scorecard. Now, I don't know if people have used scorecards before, but it's basically I ranked them on a series of different sectors, which were unique to myself. And then I took all the people who refer the introductions to me and I ranked them. So the people who were doing the referring and by ranking them according to my series, whatever it might be, they had to achieve a certain sort of number. And that number was 21 out of 30 because there's six different areas. If they hit 21 or above, I would spend more time with the people who are doing those referrals because they are giving me the right types of introductions and they've understood how to give me introductions. If they didn't hit that 21, I basically reduced the amount of time I was spending with them because I needed to allocate that extra time to spend with the people who were able to give me the really good introductions. By doing that, it actually then pretty much quadrupled my business because all of a sudden I'm spending more time with the people who I want the introductions from, those who really understand it, but also making them feel special because I'm spending more time with them. And this is a great way. It worked well for me, particularly with trying to get 
referral introductions from, say, accountants and solicitors or lawyers in the US so that I was spending it with those who actually understood our business and so on. But the scorecard was a very simple way of doing it. So I created six different areas which were marked out of one to five to get to 30, and that's why you need it to be at that point. And I encourage people to do it, other advisors I've met and even some salespeople, but it's really the really key part is to do it based on your own values and your own targets and goals, which brings us back to what we were discussing before about making sure that you really know what your right fit client looks like. I'm curious about this. I've never heard this. What are some of the criteria? So the ones that I used, the main six are their trust, like, and respect. So I'd mark them all one to five on each of those. So you then have connections, culture, and follow-up. Now, the key part about the connections one is I'm judging them. How well connected are they? The culture was, that one changes depending on what they are. But let's say it's a lawyer. I'm going to be judging, does their cultural fit match our company cultural fit? Because if I'm going to be passing things between them, they're going to probably want my clients as well. So I need to make sure that they're quite similar. Mm-hmm. And then the final one was follow-up, which is do they do what they say they're going to do? Mm-hmm. So there's no point getting an introduction or giving an introduction from your own side to someone else in the hope that you'll get something back if they never follow it up. It's only going to make you look bad. So we, I added all those together, but the main thing it did was it got rid of 60% of the people I was spending time with. <laughs> it was quite sobering, really, because I was sort of like, I like some of these people. In a very brutal way, they just were not useful because they were not able to give me the introductions in the way that I wanted because they didn't get my... So culture could be a different wording because that's just how I used it, but it could be changed to something along the lines of understanding. So it's how much do they understand your business? And you're marking someone else, say an accountant, on do they really understand me? And if you spend a lot of time with them already and they don't, then you probably shouldn't really spend too much more time trying to build that relationship up if you're not going to get anything out of it. Uh, So that was sort of what I did. And the key point was it got rid of a lot of the people who I thought were important for getting referrals and introductions in particular, but they weren't. So then what I did with the, the scorecard, and this is where it went a little bit bigger, is I took the scorecard and I got the people who I trusted who were giving me the good introductions to do the scorecard themselves so that they could then mirror it and then really see that actually, oh, we work really well together. So all it did was build that trust level and made introductions incredibly easy between the two of us. I think that's great. I would never do that because I don't have that kind of attention to detail, but, and that's a little more analytical approach, but I mean, for you to do that and say, you know, I built your business in that fashion, I just think that's great because what we all spend or most of us, I should say, spend time with people who are nice people, but there's no opportunity there, right? And, and we got to evaluate that. And you don't want to be spending time where there's no return on effort, return on investment, return on, on relationships that people are saying, you know, our ROR, it gets the return on the relationship and you weren't getting that. So you made the choice to move on. And sometimes to grow, we have to let go, right? Yeah. Uh, we have to let go of, the, of certain relationships or activities or things that we're doing that just, I don't know, worked maybe at the time, but don't work anymore. 
Yeah, one of the things that we sort of, this is just a general aside, which is banned in our office, is the term, oh, we've always done it that way. Yeah. And that's banned. If you say that, you have to do a charitable donation. And it's because it kills innovation. And one of the things I think that is difficult in financial services is, is to do something different that people haven't done before, which is why I went down that sort of more analytical route. But mine was more because I was having, I was doing a lot of networking. I was asking for a lot of referrals, hmm. but I wasn't getting the right things. So I had to delve deep into it and go, right, why am I not getting the right things? Hmm. That's great. I think for me, one of the big things is we're really, really good at asking for referrals and introductions, but it's also important that we send them back to people. So if it's in business in terms of not directly to clients, but even if it is clients who also run businesses, give them back something. So for instance, is there something that you as a person or as a firm can do to pay back to them? So let's say, I don't know, let's for instance, say you get a client who's five coffee shops. Well, buy your coffee for the office from them. These little touches will make a big difference because generally the more you give, the more you get back. But then it creates that almost symbiosis of them living together. And for me, that's one of the big things to sort of do is make sure that you're giving back. And if it's from a, you know, if you have a really good introducer rather than referrer, sort of an introducer, so someone who introduced loads of clients to you, try and use their services more as well if you can, because it will make a big difference to their business. And actually, realistically, it's all going to come back to you anyway. Because if you're building their business and you're their advisor, you're going to, it's all going to build and build and build. Yeah, I think that's great. And if I could piggyback on that, we always want to think in terms of giving referrals, or I, maybe I should say making introductions. And for one, we all know that as you give, you get. But beyond that, and it puts it into the client advisor relationship. So with your clients, you maybe they don't own a business, so you can't send them prospects or buy their product, but you still want to introduce them to other products or services. It could be related to financial services. It could be not related, but you want to make the connection, the giving of referrals, making of connections, introductions, a part of your client relationship as best you can. I mean, you don't want to force it. If they have a certain hobby or a certain interest, then maybe you have a resource you can introduce them to and make it a good introduction. You show them the best way to create an introduction. And quite often, that's that culture that we're trying to create with our clients. We're trying to create a culture of introductions with clients, and maybe we have to be the ones to start it. A great phrase, by the way, to say to a client, really anyone who owns a business, as if I ran into a good prospect for your business, how would I know it? And how would you like me to connect them with you? So first of all, you want to learn so you can observe. And then you also are demonstrating you want to make a good connection. Now, look, they may sell helicopter parts and you don't know anybody who buys helicopter parts. It almost doesn't matter because it's the gesture of being in that place and having that attitude to be able to do that. Now, if you can refer them, all the better. But just that willingness to do it says a lot. And then quite often, some of those folks will say, well, what's the same for you? And that gets into the conversation as well. So the whole idea of giving and making connections, it's huge. It's a culture we develop. 
And sometimes you give over here and you get over here, you don't know exactly where it's going to come from, but it usually makes a big difference. The, the folks that I've interviewed over the years, the folks like Tristan who are successful, usually have an element of giving there. They're making connections. They see themselves as someone who helps others by connecting them to others. And that's a big piece of this puzzle, I believe. It's definitely about the more you give, generally, and I think this is just a general thing in life, the more you give, the more you get out. Right. Um, but in particular with this sort of side, the more you give, the more you are going to get out because people want to work with people. Right? It comes back to what we said at the very start, who they trust and they like. And generally people who are giving, they're nice people and therefore they want to work with you. That's the end of this month's episode. If you'd like to subscribe, you can find us on SoundCloud and Spotify at MDRT Podcast. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.